The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. show with Juan Russell, bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Amanda, we have a great show for you guys today. Before I get started, let me introduce my cool, outrageous man about town coast, Mr. Ron Russell. Having difficulty speaking, Jimmy found on the floor in the office a box of Mike and Ike's. Brand new box. God knows how long they were there. I decided to eat a few, and I think I pulled out thousands and thousands of dollars worth of caps. I just had my teeth done. Now my teeth are stuck together, and I'm afraid to open them because my caps might fly off. You know it's a drag. Anyway, uh, well, they were good. There you go. Hi, What's everybody. Up? Everything is up. Everything is up and going great. Beautiful weather we're having here in the Northeast. Dry, cool, delicious, unlike the crap we've had for a week. Rain, rain, you know, ugh, boring. Let's also introduce the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hey, 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 what's going on? So now we got your crappy rain weather down here. Good, better you than me, uh, as yeah. the old proverb goes. Thanks for sending that down. What's going on, everybody? What's going on, chat room? Do you know, I once went to a funeral, yeah. a friend, an old friend years ago, and I heard one of the people go up to the coffin and say to the dead guy in the coffin, better you than me. Really? <laughs> he walked away, and I was flabbergasted. <laughs> so I've learned that expression. I hate to use it because it reminds me of that story. Imagine saying to a corpse, better you than me. They loved uh, each other, I'm sure. <laughs> I think good friends, too. There they oh, were. They really? owned the garage together, Mike Mike and uh, partner. They owned a garage in Queens Plaza in, in uh, New York. Well, you know, I guess that was their joke, better you than me. Hey, Chad. Hi, Captain. We lost our internet again. Oh. to the city 
racing about life and death and everything between About the way it was and the way it'll be on the day we meet the king So listen close and you might hear a solitary trumpet drop a single tear You see a life was given and taken away and now we sadly celebrate Somebody died today, I don't even know his name But somebody died today, and now the people got a reason to pray Somebody died today, I don't even know his name But somebody died today, and now the band's got a reason to play Somebody died We're back. Internet in Pennsylvania is jacked up today. I don't know what's going on with it, but anyway. It's probably terrorists. We we have a great show for you guys today, and we've got super pop singer, uh, up-and-coming pop singer Chaz Robinson coming on. Then we have Katie McLean, two-time Emmy winner. Going to be a lot of fun, and I can't get in the chat room at the moment, but I did see Drew is in the chat room, Iris Ginger's in the chat room, Goddess, Jimmy McCrary, everybody in the chat room. Thanks so much, and... If you're trying to get in the chat room and the old chat room isn't there, just hit the little button that you, you hit to listen to the station, and there's a chat room in the upper right-hand corner. Right. I, I didn't realize it when I said about the guy in the coffin and the other fellow saying, better you than me. It segued into that song, you know, which was somebody really... Somebody died. Somebody <laughs> died, which is really cool. I mean, I didn't do it deliberately. Now, the reason for my Golden Girls shirt today, folks... For those of you that are hit the ITV button and are watching us. Yeah, it's because we have a writer coming on, and I want to discuss the fabulous writing that they did on the Golden Girls, probably the best writing on television, um, to come up every week with a different theme and a different idea and a different comedy, and the qu wonderful quotes and jokes and the personalities of all of the, the different characters were beautifully executed. And I really love the writing. And we're not getting a lot of good writing anymore. We're getting too much action. Too much exploding. Too many heads blowing off. Not enough of fun. Uh, we're flooding the market with unhappy stuff, with murderous, monstrous, zombie stuff. Not enough. Oh, there was a mosquito. How do you like that? Look, kill it. <laughs> it's not dying. It's a very tough. That might be a mosquito. We know. Jimmy, that might have been somebody we know came back as a mosquito to get us. Anyway, um, we need to go back to writing. And the lady we have coming on later is actually the wife of somebody that we've had on before. So hang in there and you'll know all about it. Uh, John Lindstrom, who we love and adore. John Lindstrom is one of my favorite people in the world. 
and this is his lovely wife. So it's going to be a, who also has two acting Emmys on her own. Well, we'll do that, Big Mouth, when you start her in interview. In the press release with everybody, anyway. I know, so but you know, I'm going to get it. rid of this mosquito because its corpse is laying there with its legs up. It looks so sad. Chad, listen to him. Oh, so he throws it on the floor. <laughs> well, what am I going to do? Eat it? I mean, what am I supposed to swallow it? Oh, he's so annoying. Today he gets beaten. So, hope everybody is good. I'm trying to get back into the chat room. It is going to be a fun show. That was Somebody Died by Russian Money. That came out like last week, I think. Right. And uh, we got a bunch of new songs we're going to play Different song. I mean, I wouldn't exactly play it at somebody's birthday party. <laughs> Somebody died. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, <laughs> it was not, it's a song that appropriately belongs where it belongs. All right. I'm back in the chat room, everybody. Yay. Ta-da. You gotta love it. So is Chinzia in? I don't see her in there. She, this chat room is different, so it doesn't show who's in it until they type something. So oh, Chinzia, if you're in there, yeah. Well, she usually comes in late because I don't know why. So let's give some shout outs though to everybody. So we want to say hey to Irish Ginger. Make sure you tune into the Irish Ginger Show Fridays at 4 p.m. on W4CY.com. We've got the lovely, beautiful uh, goddess who actually is going by her real name, Lisa. She's starting um, in Lisa Angleton. She put a picture on my Facebook page where she is absolutely rum scrumptiously, deliciously beautiful. And I think that, Oh, I like that voice, yeah, Chad. Well, that's what guys <laughs> want to do when they see that picture. She's delicious. So anyway, I think that picture's gonna do something for her. I know that um I shouldn't say this maybe because I don't know it, but Danae King of DMK Cosmetics. They're not cosmetics, they're faces, whatever that crap is that he puts on your face. He makes the bitch look 20. Okay, just say cosmetics. Cosmetics. I mean, he looks 20. He's 112, and it's amazing what he looks like. So his crap really works. Uh, I use it, just the creams. I don't use the other junk. But it's all fabulous stuff. Fortune of money, but no, worth it. not a fortune. It. Hey, don't say no, Jimmy. I tell the truth. It's $1,000. No, it's not. I yes, got a it is. I got the MK Cosmetics saying you misquoted them. Why? Because it's not thousands of dollars. So just say, check out DMK. It's one thousand dollars for all five products. No, it's not. He told me that. Okay, well he he misspoke to you. Well, that's because he's let's old. Don't, let's don't let's give out information we don't know. Just say, check out way. DMK let's Cosmetics. Let's put it this way: D- uh, Danae Montague King is seventy-three, looks forty. That's right. But he's his brain looking. is still seventy-three. So he's gorgeous to look at, but he's gone in the head. When he told me it was a thousand bucks, I don't. I mean, the two of us together. All you guys got to do: go to DanaeMKing.com, check it all out. Meanwhile, Danae and me, me together, we don't have one brain. I have to tell you, <laughs> half of our cell. Well, it's true. Danae and I talk like this. So I went there the other day and I saw you know who, and I had what for lunch. And he said, "Oh, you ate that again for lunch?" So we have our own lingo. It's called dementia. <laughs> We have no idea what the other one's saying. We just assume and guess. But anyway, I used uh, one of the products, which I forgot the name because these names are so, you know, medical. I like names like Living Beautiful or Skin Gorgeous or You're the Hottest Thing. Products like that. His are like, like you. You're the hottest thing. Yeah, his his products are like Amibabish. Anyway, it's awesome stuff. You guys- but they work. And you know what? I got in trouble for this, by the way. I was told, and I can't say by who, by whom, not to do this commercial because they're not paying us. And the deal they is... They don't want to pay you because you don't give the right information. You know, I, listen, he's my <laughs> dearest friend in the world. Would I like, take money from that old bitch? Of course Never. Not. You know, I give her a plug because she's a sweetie pie. I love him. And his husband, Drew, is another doll who's in our chat room. 
But, um, you know, I don't give the old girl. So if you guys want to check it out, you can find out how much it is and what it does. But go we to, can't do this go anymore. Go to D-A-N-N-E-M-King.com. Well, you brought it up, so like but it has we to can't, be- we're not, You know why? Because we're, we have to give a certain amount of money from our commercials to our network. And they said, you know, where's the money from this DMK? I said, we don't see it. Now they might think that we get money under That's the okay. table. That's okay. You told me you weren't going to bring it up anymore. No, but wait a minute. <laughs> wait, I want to set the record straight on this number. We do not take it in cash under the table from him. I get absolutely nothing from him. I don't even get a cake. Your friend. I got roses, pink roses, well, Jimmy, and I got two dozen gorgeous roses and a box of candy. That's it. That wasn't for that. That was for other things. I know that. But for plugging his creams that really work, I get zilch. There or you go. An Italian Ugats. Okay, let's just keep going. I don't even get Ugats. Ugats might be fun. Ugats. So we want to say hey to everybody else. Also, Jimmy McCrary is in the chat room. And uh, you guys can check out his fabulous indie blog called TheAquariusView.com. And our first guest is going to be calling in in a second. His name is Chaz Robinson. Anyway, the point I was going for is DMK. Danae said that he would have Goddess model for him. So Goddess, don't let it go. Jump on it. I mean, he's got a whole you know, staff of people. They'll do hair, makeup, everything. Okay. From now I on, would, I don't I think would we should model. be doing that anymore. No, but I would model for him. He wanted me to do something with my skin, and I said, no, I'm not going to push my luck. I've got gorgeous skin, beautiful young skin. Your creams are wonderful. They do hold up my inner beauty. It's from collapsing with age. I've been using his stuff for years now. About, what, nine, ten years, of Drew, I've been using his his products. You guys want to follow Drew, too, because Drew's really cool. He's at Czar Drew on Twitter. You want to find mm-hmm. follow Goddess. She's at underscore Goddess111. Right. You got Jimmy McQuarrie, he's at the Aquarius View. You got Iris Ginger, it's at Iris J I N G, I think. And Lady Lake Music at Lady Lake Music. It's gonna be really good. And everybody in the chat room is saying how good you look. Well, I do. And and my cousin Chinzia does nothing. So there's nothing to get from her except she bakes and she could bake up a storm. We're waiting for her to come to our home here in, in the Bucks County. And she and my daughter, Leslie, are going to do a bake-off. And they bake the most delicious Italian pastries you could drop dead from. So there goes my weight. You know, I'm going to, the, the pounds I'm trying to lose, oh, I can't. I get They're a, all talking about how fabulous you look, so there you go. No, but I get a container of milk, and I could do like 9,000 pastries while watching uh, Turner Classic movies. You know, a good old Betty Davis movie, and there you go. Three, three or four calzones are gone. Not calzones, uh, ganolis are gone. There you go. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's life. I'm a sucker for a sweet. <laughs> Look, he was sweet <laughs> when I met him. I, if I tell you he did everything for me, he was the most charming gent in the world. I thought, wow, this guy is really sensational. Now he abuses me verbally. He beats me. He locks me in the closet for days, doesn't feed me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you got to see the horrible things. Then when it comes time for sex, oh, my God, electrical stuff. Things I've never seen in my life come out. He handcuffs me to the bed, and then he does yes. all these weird things to me with all these apparatuses. Am I happy? Oh, yes. Gotta love it. <laughs> this is a marriage made in heaven, honey. Woo-hoo-hoo. I was going to say, what are you complaining about? Oh, I love it when he does the toilet plunger thing. That's the best. Oh, <laughs> moving on. Plunger. You haven't lived till you've had a toilet plunger. 
I'm still trying to get used to this new chat room, but anybody who's just tuning in, if you want to go into the chat room when you're listening, it's up in the upper right-hand corner, so make sure you sign into the chat room where anyway. you can get things going. Hey, Chad, our first guest, like, I, I, I forgot. I don't know if I told him to call us or he's calling or we're supposed to call him. He does this every friggin' week. I mean, what are you, deranged? You're young yet. No, you like, not everybody, not everybody responds right away, and well, I didn't do a test. Meanwhile, so. did you ever see on HBO Frankie, what's her name, Grace and Frankie? Frankie and Grace. Frankie and Grace. It's adorable. I always talk about plugging your vibrators, lady. Well, now on that show, they're going in the vibrator business for senior vi for senior people who use vibrators because your wrist hurts because it takes them a long time to arrive. You have arthritis and uh, for all the different. So reasons. now they're making vibrators for seventy-five-year-old people, so their wrists don't hurt and. They don't go on fire. They don't smoke, you know, from being there for two hours trying to get off. It can make, you know, blisters and smoke. They said Jimmy McCray says he loves it. Yeah, you guys should check out. If you have Netflix, it's on, it's oh, I on love Netflix. It. It's called Frankie and Grace. And Fabulous. it is Leah Tom Tomlin. Lily. Lily. Lily Tomlin. Jane Fonda. Who I know from 40 years ago. Sam Waterston. And uh, who's the guy? Sheen. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. And Ethan Embry plays like the goofy kid, and he's hilarious. And the gorgeous You guys daughter. know him from uh, Empire Records. And Jane Fonda's girl that plays her daughter is exquisitely gorgeous. I'm crazy about her. But Lily Tomlin, I met through my friend Bobby Denard, the famous ice skater who skated with ice capades. He was good friends with Lily. And I met her before she was anybody when she was just playing the village, Greenwich Village in New York. She was a wannabe stand-up comedian. And she had, oh, she's gay, so we can talk about it. She's out. She had the most gorgeous red-headed girlfriend. I believe she was a fire red-haired girl. And Lily was just the sweetest, the nicest, and the, the, the kindest um, woman I've ever met. So I'm looking forward. I think we may have her on the show. I'm going to see if she remembers me from Bobby Denard days, but I doubt it. 40 years ago, she's met a million people. I'm insignificant. But Lily Tomlin, I got to say, is a sweet, sweet girl. And she's fabulous in this television series. You could see her sweet personality coming through. And she is a little crazy, and she is bohemian. So the character she plays is not very far from who she is in her real life. Yo, Jimmy, I got your guest for you. All righty. Let's see. Let me accept this baby, and we'll get going here. Hey, hello, hello. What's up? How you doing? All right, so I got to do... Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. <laughs> wait. Can we get you any brighter? Any brighter? Yeah. You're, well, not really. He's not going to look good on Roku. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. He's not sharp enough. <laughs> Just Don't sit down a little so the black picture doesn't take across your head. Yeah, sit lower. <laughs> Come Actually, forward. I can... Do you want me to get rid of them? Yeah, no, just get just rid of one. the one in the middle. Just get rid of the one in the yeah. middle. You see, we're not doing Roku right now. We will in a minute. So we want to get yeah, you there perfect. We go. We look, there you Much go. Now you, don't blend, now you don't blend into it, and now because you show. Because you, you look bald. <laughs> bald? No. That, that pretty hair fluff disappeared into in, the painting. It disappeared into the painting, so you didn't like <laughs> Now, if you could just get us a little brighter. just to, Maybe you want to come closer to the camera because you're too far away. Yes, that's it. <laughs> Perfect. Show us those teeth. I just paid a fortune for mine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, let me go. A couple of caps. That's crazy. Let me, let me grab like a lamp or something. No, okay. no, no. You don't have to. If uh, you, just, if, if you just come, stay close like that. If you're uh, figure close, out how you can sit close. The light is good. There you go. The light, somebody. Oh, there was just a light there a second ago. See, we direct everything. How did that light go? Well, there? it's because <laughs> the camera went down and exposed. exposed okay. Whatever. Now that's nice. That's you good. Look that's good. Yes. Okay. 
All right, so now I got to redo all our introductions so for now everybody. We don't so know make you. pretend now we're going to pretend like we just got you for the first time. <laughs> okay. All right. Here, here we go. One, this, two. This is what we do. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. Hello, everybody. We want to welcome Chaz Robinson to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. It's going to be uh, a blast. Here, did you introduce me yet? I just had a no, senior moment. <laughs> is your name Ron Russell? Before we get started with everything, we're going to introduce you to my outrageous co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hey, how you doing? Uh -huh. I hate you. Because <laughs> you're young and you're good looking. I'd like to smack you all over your room. Thank you, thank Just smack you, you all thank over. You. <laughs> maybe pull your pants down and smack your butt a little bit, too. Yeah, maybe oh, not. Boy. I mean, you know what? <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Hold on. we got to also introduce the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Chaz, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, sir. Good to have you. And we have a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. What is up, chat room? How you guys doing? There you go. So you're in Orlando now, right? Yes, sir. I just moved down here like two months ago. But oh. you lived there before, right? No, I mean, not really. I, I, don't, I don't feel like I really ever live anywhere. Um, I'm kind of permanently transient. But um, I, I like made the, the official move down to Orlando about two months ago. Uh, why, to start why, working. Why? Why? Why Florida? It's so gross. <laughs> um, well, I used to live in Indianapolis, and so um, there's not a whole lot of opportunity there as far as the entertainment business is concerned. Uh, so, so you look Hollywood. You he's have working to go on to it. West West Hollywood. Get the hell out of Florida. We left. There's nothing going on in our business in Florida except if you want to be Donald Duck. He actually though. He's <laughs> Actually, right now, is entertaining at Disney World. He's got his own solo show with his uh, with oh. his new music. Well, so you're, you're working for the mouths. Oh, he's so got to go. Working. And he just signed with who did you sign with? IMG. Uh, I somebody? Signed with BMG models. BMG models. So oh, hold no. on, we got to tell everybody right. a little bit about you. So, so you have a reason to be there, yes. other than that you have fake teeth and you're old. <laughs> I, I don't have fake teeth. <laughs> about him. I thank my father for these. They're real. I promise. Beautiful. I, I wanted to ask you how much you paid for them. I just paid thousands and thousands <laughs> for my caps. Um, well, I pay like 50 bucks a year for whitening, so, I mean... And that's it? That's yeah, but awesome. you know what? I heard <laughs> not a good thing to do. It removes the enamel from your teeth. And These are enamel safe, apparently. I don't think oh, they're full of shit. You know. I think they're all full of shit. I got it. Here's but you know, that's the price. So, <laughs> beauty is pain. Right. Yeah, so but you don't want to lose your teeth when you're my age. Hold on. All right. So everybody, listen. This is Chaz Robinson, everybody. He's a I'm singer. 30. I'm 30, by the way. <laughs> bad lighting and a very bad camera is in this studio. And 46 years of being 30 extra on top of that. <laughs> He's you 76. Know, Isn't he gorgeous? <laughs> I am married to a very evil queen. <laughs> He tells everybody he's 76. He's a very evil man that I'm married. <laughs> I intend to divorce you and clean you out. He tells everybody. Hold on, everybody. All right, so this is Chaz Robinson, everybody. And Chaz, you're witness to what I just said. I'm hang on, hang on, hang on. He's I'm a singer. He's a going. songwriter. He's a dancer. He's a model. He's an actor. And he's a professional jump roper, which is the one that, like, totally throws me for a loop. So I used to jump rope. So, no, no, not like this. My, my name is Mary. I come from... No. no it's, it's different. I'm, I'm an internationally competitive jump roper. He's like a world champion jump roper. I used to, hang on, hang on. Wait, wait do double... What, if, what was it called? Double, double Dutch. Yes. Double 
Oh, okay, so I have, to, I have to tell you, like, okay, we're going to talk about the music, too, in a minute, but but I want to talk about this jump roping thing. First of all, you guys, Chaz was recently on a television show where they had him, like, jump roping, uh, just him with the jump rope, and the stuff he was doing would, like, make your mind spin. It was unbelievable. The only thing I've ever seen in jump roping, did you ever see that movie Jump In with uh, Corbin Bernson? I think Corbin um, Actually, I have a lot of friends that were in that movie. Um, they hired a lot of professional jump ropers to come in. Um, and at the time, I was too young to do the movie. But um, yeah, I know a lot of people that are in that movie. And it was. Okay, quite so I watched thing. that movie. I mean, many years ago, I watched it and I thought, oh my God, you know, like people don't really get this jump roping thing. Like, it's an actual, like, sport. Like, oh, like I, when. Yeah. When you were doing your jump roping thing on television and you're spinning that thing around and you're going like, you're, I don't know how many rotations in a minute, but you're probably like spinning the thing like 600 times in a minute. I couldn't even believe it. And I it was, was very famous. impressive. I was famous for speed jump roping. Oh, yeah. And then I ruptured my pecs and I had to stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, they wanted me to wear a tight bra. And I said, getting <laughs> rope with a bra is not very cool. So there you go. So do you still compete? I mean, I know you still can do it because I just saw that TV interview you did. But like, do you still compete in jump roping? No, I do not compete anymore. Um, competition for jump rope is it's so jump rope is a year-round sport. We don't really have a downtime or down season. Um, so right after competition, you kind of like kick into high gear for uh, like the summer workshops and things like that, and then you go right back into competition season, basically like getting ready. Um, so I do not compete anymore. I'm not competition ready anymore. Um, but I I'm. I'm happy that I had that experience, but I've kind of like, I've kind of put that behind me at this point. It's just a, it's a lot of work. Well, I would imagine wait, it would wait, hurt your he, body. He was smart. You stopped jump roping before your balls were down to your ankles. <laughs> I knew a guy who was a famous jump roper. Now he spins his balls around like that. What was that thing we used to have? You ate kabangas? <laughs> The kabangas on a string, bong, bong, bong. He's not old enough to know what that you is. You don't know what kabangas He's like are? 20 in his like early 20s. He's like young. Well, I'm 23 and I know what they are. <laughs> you know, oh my God. Don't you remember kabangas? They were two like uh, ceramic balls on a rope and you banged them. It was an art. I mean, my dad talks about them all the time. Well, when I was younger, he would talk about them all the time. And he was like, yeah, they were like huge. And they, yeah. So I, I know what they are. Go away there. Yeah. The way to come back, Chaz. Well, this one. guy I knew jumped rope so many years that his nuts went down to his ankles and he was then performed with the kabangas, but they weren't kabangas, they were his testicles. And what he could he could make sparks shoot. He could really get those two testicles to cause sparks. Oh my god. But the only thing is in the nightclub it burnt the two front tables. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> all right, now let's get serious. All right, so all right. I, so Chad does Jazz does all these really great things, and he's got a new album coming out. And we're going to talk about it in a minute, but I want to like talk because because you're also a big dancer. So you've been on uh, America's Best Dance Crew on MTV, MTV Made, The Ellen DeGeneres Show, Disney Shake It Up, which lately we've had a lot of people who've had some time have been on an episode of that. So that's kind of like cool. And you're also on. Uh, Broadway's Cirque Dreams Jungle Fantasy, which I don't know what that is, but a Cirque means if it's anything with Cirque, like Cirque du Soleil typey kind of things, that means that you're like totally badass. Um, it was actually uh, Cirque Dreams here in Florida. Um, I was jump roping in the circus. I was on tour for like uh, four months. See that? I knew. And I, then you I, also worked at Universal Studios in Japan for like a long time. Yeah, I was there for 17 months, a year and a half. I was super swing. So I opened up like, I think, 10 shows while I was there. It was crazy. It's crazy. What does that mean? Super swing. What does that mean? Tell people. So, nuts. <laughs> so super swing is when um, I don't have just one show. So I, that means that I can cover basically any male singing role in the park. 
So if someone gets sick or calls out, then they can call me in to come and do any show in the park, basically. Oh, like swing shift. Like you go in right. wherever you're needed. So every day you might be exactly. doing a different role. Did you know exactly. that? Wow. Did you know that I worked for Disneyland? You did. What did you do? I was Snow White until I drifted. <laughs> That's a Mae West joke, by the way. But I was Snow oh, White. Wait, let's ask him. Uh, he's young. Do you, do you even know who Mae West is? No. Yeah. Come up and <laughs> come up and <laughs> come up and see me sometime. Mae West is like a, a wait. Is that a gun in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? He's still not going to know who it is. Those, what, what years are Mae West? Mae West, white blonde old lady comedian, always played like a whore. I, in the fifties, May West. Right? I can't believe oh, it. Nineteen thirty. That was in the thirties. In the thirties. This is such a soft spot with me that young people today are not familiar with the great works of fabulous performers of years ago. This really pisses me off. <laughs> that he, that's not the that's not the truth. Uh, Frank Sinatra and all of the people that were in like old musicals. Like I let me tell you, I watch a ton of old musical on musicals on Netflix. Like name it, I've seen it. Do you know who Jane Russell is? Jane Russell. What movie is she in? Gentlemen, Gentlemen Prefer, prefer Blondes, Blondes. Marilyn Monroe. Yes, I have seen that. The okay. brunette. She's the brunette. This was that was his best friend. She was my best friend. I'm terrible. I'm terrible with famous people's names. It's really awful. Yeah. What about like modern day famous people? Like, You're do you not follow the only one? Yeah. yeah, we actually like he actually gave a lecture at a college about old films, and there was people who didn't know who Barbara Streisand no, was. No, no, I said to the guy, he sat in the front of me with a blank face. He had no idea who I was talking about, and I'm talking about Barbara Streisand. And I said, "Excuse me, but do you know who I'm talking about? Who Barbara Streisand is?" He said, "I've heard of her." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, now stupid isn't in college. <laughs> <laughs> in an arts department in college. You right. Know, like, He's going to be different. in film. I, I teach the film people. Now, this idiot is going into film. All right? He wants he's to be in the Ho show right now. <laughs> well, he wants to be in, in Hollywood doing film. He doesn't know who Barbara Streisand is. Meanwhile, Barbara has just signed a contract to do Gypsy. And she's playing Madame Rose. You ever see Gypsy, the musical? Yes, I have. I actually watched the movie. Um, not, it was actually a few months ago that I saw it for the first time, and I loved it. Rosalind Russell? <laughs> yes, with Rosalind Russell. You didn't see the musical. You saw the drama, the stage drama with Rosalind Russell? No, I saw the... Isn't there a movie of Gypsy? Yes. Yeah, I saw the movie. That's what Ros I haven't seen the stage version. version. Well, I not, haven't seen Gypsy yet. That's Ro one Rosal I have to see. Rosalind did the musical with Natalie Wood. But I think Lady Gaga's doing it. Do you know who her. Natalie Wood... <laughs> No, Lady Gaga's doing Gypsy. Yeah, she no, is. Oh, really? With, with Barbara Streisand. Supposedly. Wait, supposedly. Wait, supposedly. I, Who's I, she going to be? <laughs> she's going to be Rose. Gypsy Rose Lee. She'll be Gypsy Rose Lee. And oh, like the girl that ends up being a stripper. Yes. Yeah, she's going to play it as a young, ugly girl. And then she becomes a glamorous, beautiful stripper. And the most famous stripper in the world, who Gypsy Rose Lee was. And uh, Barbara is playing the mother. The reason that Barbara, I have inside dirt from people who know what's going on. The original Gypsy was done where the woman was no, not, not ethnic. She was could be Protestant. Nobody knew what she was. Barbara said Gypsy Rosalie was Jewish and her mother was very Jewish. The kind like, darling, I'm fainting. What's doing? <laughs> oh, you know, a Brooklyn Jew, which is the best kind. Those Hamish Jews I adore. So now Barbara said she's going to play it like a Jewish person from Brooklyn. 
So it's going to be wonderful and hilarious. It's going to be a whole new, she's bringing to this musical a whole new persona. I can't wait for, they're shooting it, I think, next month. They so it's, it's going to be a movie then? Yeah, it's going to be a musical movie for the first time out in years. And yeah. supposedly Gaga is playing the daughter. Now, I don't know. I know she wants the part. If she, I haven't gotten dirt, you have to call up and find out. <laughs> Do you like Lady Gaga? Cause you I know. love Lady Gaga, but I have to say, um, sure. when Lady Gaga like first was doing her thing, like I was a huge fan, and then when she started like like this, the third album was kind of like she really went wild. But I have to say that the biggest respect that I gained for Lady Gaga was when she started doing classic pop. And um, Bennett, Tony, she's Bennett. Uh, she's amazing. Yeah. Like she's so much more talented than pop music. Um, I think uh, like demonstrates her to be because yeah. um, I feel like she really does so well with jazz and like a traditional pop that it just it shows her off so much more I uh, actually I love Lady Gaga. Wait, one thing did you know she's opera trained yes I did know that she can um, opera and she's fabulous she's a multi-talented singer I she actually is. think people are going to say that about you I know like you've released some some music and now you have a whole oh, album that's not out what I hear people say about him <laughs> Oh, no. But I, I think no. that in 10 years, that's what people are going to actually say about you because I've heard you sing a bunch of different types of ways and maybe all those ways aren't represented on, on your first album. And I think that you'll be like Lady Gaga. You'll build a name no. and then you'll, you'll keep putting out music and, and the more music that you put out, it will change someone. People will be like, oh my God, he can do anything. No, I heard that he's a kleptomaniac <laughs> and that he steals stories from Starbucks. <laughs> all those stories. He's got a whole room filled with wooden stirrers from Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. When he was asked, what are you doing with the stirrers? He said, I'm building a home for the future. <laughs> hey, starving artist, yo. Hey, whatever you got hey, going on. I was there. I'm still there. So, so, you're, so, you're, so you're doing a show at Disney. Tell us when, because you, you're not done yet, right? You still have a few left? Yeah. Um, so far, we have two more dates. We've done uh, four, I believe, so far, or three. I don't know. I lost count. Um, but in any case, we have we have two more in August. We have August 18th and August 25th. Um, they've been going really well. Disney really likes the show so far. Um, it's been really cool to get like to actually like have a job where I'm getting paid to do my own music. Um, it's I don't know. It's it's been really surreal. Not very normal either. Just to let you know, like that doesn't happen to like a lot of people. So that automatically it to and, you. And I have to say that the reception has been wonderful. Um, the audience has stuck around for the show. Um, we have a huge crowd that comes in. Um, I don't even. I wouldn't even really know how 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 many people um, show up and stay and watch and enjoy it. Um, it's been it's been really really cool to see that people are enjoying the music that I'm about to like release. It's like, whew, thank God we did a good job. Like people like it. You know, they're sticking around to listen to music that they don't even know. So it's been it's been really really cool. Is it true that Disney is cheap to work for? I know a lot of people that work for Disney, and they say they are really cheap. Uh, don't answer that. No, don't answer it. Disney's going to be it. listening. Just, just, <laughs> just nod. No, I heard they're very cheap. I, I don't know. I can't give away the source. I have to say, I have to say that Disney takes very good care of us. Um, they've been absolutely hey, wonderful. Okay. They really, they honestly do. Person, they recognize the good the talent. The person I cannot divulge the name because she will be fired. Uh, said that uh, Disney, her show was the number one show, by the way. It's one of the most popular shows in the country. She said Disney is very, uh, they don't pay That's because well. they're ABC, and ABC Don't give that well. away, then they'll know who it is, and she'll kill me. Oh. We know a zillion people who work for ABC. So. Right. So, all right. So a zillion, exactly. 
Um, well, we do know a lot, actually, a lot of high profile. More or less. And, uh, so, so everybody, unemployed, of course. Ch Chaz Robinson, everybody. First of all, you guys know because we've been playing the single without you, and we're going to play it again in a minute. But he has a brand new album, uh, feature, full length album. It's coming out next Friday, August yep. 12th. The name of the album is just Chaz, which I love. I think that's like an awesome name. And uh, it's now got, to make you feel on. good, I want to give you a compliment. Not that I give you them often. Well, I so don't step on this compliment. A while ago, Jimmy said to me, "You've got to hear this kid. He's really fabulous." And I said, "Oh, there he goes, blowing it out of his ass again <laughs> with the bullshit story." And I listened, and I said, "Wow, how old is this kid?" And he told me you he's were like, actually older than I said earlier, but I don't know if people. Well, know he his said age, you were so. in your early twenties, and I thought <laughs> it's plastered all over the internet. There's no hiding my age. I'm twenty six. Twenty six. Okay, so well, mid twenties. I'm twenty eight, so I understand. <laughs> so anyway, I said to Jimmy, I really like his sound because I, if I don't like you, I don't talk about you. You know, I was raised with nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. Yes, but sir. I say in your case, I think that your record is going to go places, and I think so are you. I think well, five years you. from now, we're going to say we had him we on him our when. show. That's right. We knew him before he turned into an obnoxious, snobby fuck. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. So I already had two nods on the Grammy ballot, and we had a nod I this mean, year on the Emmy quite, ballot. We thought we were going to be on the Emmy ballot this year. We got nominated to be on the ballot, but we didn't make it. But lots of high-profile people nominated us. Right. And, uh, it's it's on, one step. That's right. Hey, you got to start someplace, especially since one step you know, same way with you, the same way with you. You know, you're competing against, you know, people who have, you know, people dumping millions of dollars. We're competing exactly. with J.K. Cordons and the Bill Mars right. who have major networks and we're being mentioned and they in the have same P breath. They have PR people. They have people. staff and they have like people doing now, stuff. Let's, talk, let's talk about you. Are, are you available for dating, for lovemaking, for anything? You know, I'm living that hashtag single life pretty hardcore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That hashtag single life, I love. Yeah. He doesn't get hashtag, but no, I have no <laughs> idea. What that single life, hardcore. <laughs> I've just learned to smile at things I don't understand. It's the teeth cost a fortune. I figured I'd show them off. Right. Show them off, yo. Wait Actually, there's people in the chat room saying that you're, they really like your album pre-order video, which we should mention, everybody, that the Chaz album uh, by Chaz Robinson just came up for pre-order, I think, yesterday. You can go on iTunes, Google Play, all those different uh, online, uh, around the country. You can go around the country and get it and start pre-ordering the album now, and it'll be available next Friday. Oh, it's not out yet? Next Friday. Oh, well, so soon, though. Uh, right. That's so far. So are you excited, nervous? You know, I... So I've had this kind of, um, it's kind of been the same feeling that I've had over and over again. And it's like, I'm so middle of the road. Like, I'm not excited, but I'm not not excited. Like, I think it's, the, the entire process has been so surreal because I've never, like, this is the, my first album. Um, so, like, putting all of this music that I've had in my pocket for a long time um, out in the open and as long as the process has been to develop it and make sure it's a good sound and make sure it's something that we're all happy with and that's going to be marketable. Like we've been so enveloped in like getting it done that I forgot that we even really did it. Like, you know what I mean? No, um, so I, it's, it's so surreal. It really is. I, 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 I am excited. It's, it's I, just, I've, done, I've done television and movies and I, I know what that's like. I forget the things that I've done, and then suddenly I'm watching TV, and there I am. I say, oh, shit. I didn't remember that anymore. <laughs> Long ago. And then I look, and I say, cute, young, but oh, my God, go to acting school. What'd you do there, man? <laughs> I mean, what the hell? And then I realized, directing in the 70s, 
is different than directing today. We weren't permitted to do like scratch our ass or pick our nose or do anything that we feel the character would do. We were limited. Everybody was very plastic, if you know. I was in Charlie's Angels. I mean, Charlie's Angels and McMillan, you couldn't be who you are because it wasn't appropriate. Yeah, you're in a new age. You're in the air where everything goes. I mean, if you're doing... It's the truth. If you're doing a movie and you wake up in the morning naked, you could walk to the camera, scratch your balls, and it's okay. But in our day, we couldn't do that. That was totally unheard of. So it, it limited your uh, re- the, the realism of what you're performing. Let's just ask was. him real quick. He has a shirt on, and it's the Golden Girls. Do you know what the, who the Golden Girls are, the TV show? Of course I do. Okay. No, I'm just curious. I don't, I don't watch it, but I know what it is. <laughs> our, our next guest is a writer. She's actually a two-time Emmy Award-winning actress, but she also writes a bunch of stuff, so that's why he wrote it. No offense the to the cast of the Golden Girls. I've been watching them for 30 years. I know every. Line. We've seen every show. I know their shows by <laughs> I put them on at night to go to sleep because I love their voices. I love the jokes and stuff, and I do fall asleep happy because I believe the last thing you see before you fall asleep you dream about, and it can upset you the next day. So we can't watch horror movies or no, violent movies or any kind of <laughs> any kind of meanness or anything. It does put me in a bad mood or not a sad mood. So listening to the laughs in the Golden Girls every night is like to some people listening to rain or, or a brook. I find it very soothing. Uh, the writing on that show has got to be the best writing ever. To have a, every week a different show with such uh, punchlines and laughs, and car- it was a wonderful piece of work. Hey, I'm surprised that. I'm glad that you've heard it. So let's go back. So here's what, hey, Chad. Why, why don't you watch a few episodes? They're funny. No, he said he's watched it. I mean. I've seen I've seen it before. It's been a, it's been a long, long time. I mean, I fall asleep watching Family Guy. So, <laughs> did you, did you, did you like the nanny with Fran Drescher? Yes, I love Fran Drescher. Yeah, I uh, do. she's, she's coming, coming on, on, in, on October. in October. She's coming on our show. It wasn't no way. Yeah, we had Charles Shaughnessy who plays Mr. Sheffield on a couple weeks ago. Oh my gosh, wasn't Fran Drescher in uh, Cinderella on Broadway at some yeah. point? Yes. Like the yeah. same time that um, uh, who was it? Um, hey, I just met you. This is yeah. crazy. Um, Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> I have no idea who yeah, that is. Yeah, you don't know who that is, but I do because I love that. <laughs> All right, so hold on, hold on. Chad. I get you, do you have, um Do you have Without You ready? You betcha. Okay, so here's Chad's because I want to play it while, you, while we've got you it's on the air. It's a good so. song, Chad. So what I want you to Thank do you. is say you who you are, say who you are, and you introduce it, and then you just hang on while everybody's like listening to it. But everybody can see you, so don't like pick your nose or anything. I'll go to screen. <laughs> he can oh, pick okay. your nose so, if he wants. You know, he so you introduce the song for us, and then he's going to play it, and we'll come back and talk about it afterwards. All righty. Everybody, this is Chaz Robinson, and you're about to hear my new single, Without You.
now shrouds about you I'm standing here if just to doubt you As if to doubt your soul Clouding there about you Veils of darkness now surround you Haunting faces glad about you In a prison bar by sounds confound you And now they claim your soul They couldn't hear us just then, could they? No, I'm smarter than that. Anyway, that song is what I call a full song. The lyrics are good. His voice is powerful. I would like to hear him sing something like Lady Gaga, a song from the 40s. I think he'd do a brilliant job with it if he'd sing a a ballad love song. He does sing ballads, though. I I mean, not that he should do it because he's got that kind of voice. 
He's got the voice that can do everything. Yeah. Well, but you I'm, know what? Why? There is a song on the album. It's called Let. And um, when we, it's the only song on the album that's literally just piano vocal. It's like super jazzy, a little bluesy with like a pop feel to it. Chaz? Because Chad, a lot of, I mean, a Chad, lot, Chad, Chad I'm of, getting you guys mixed up. Hang a on, lot hang of, on. Wait, a lot of your music overruns your voice. And I don't care for that. But I like the sound. You have a very powerful voice. It's a strong voice. It's a good voice. I would love to. Where's, the, very al where's the album? Do we have it? I, I don't know why you can't. Why, why don't, you don't get that the album comes out next Friday. <laughs> don't we get albums times. before they come out? I don't out? get an album. I don't get the album. I have songs, yes. Well, I want to hear the piano song. Okay, Chad. Yes. Do we have the piano song? Chad has it. I gave it to him. Chad, play the piano song. I want to hear Just a little bit. We're not going to play the whole this song. This guy's got a great voice. Because we don't have a lot of time. We're just going to play a little bit he of it. He doesn't I need talk about all, that, all that instrumentation. It's yes, good. It's, a, it's, it sells records. It sells records. <laughs> <laughs> remember that. He's like, listens, Shut the fuck to, up. He, he <laughs> listens to Johnny Mathis. Uh, you Johnny Mathis. Do you know who Johnny Mathis is? Don't tell me you've heard of him. Chances are, because I wear a silly grin the moment you, you come in. So he's you. not going for the same demographic you that you are. You don't know who Johnny Mathis is? I'm going to throw these Mike and Ikes at you. He's heard him in the Christmas albums. <laughs> John, Johnny Mathis is the number one selling artist in the history of music. He sold three hundred seventy-five. Sold three hundred seventy-five. You don't records. know Johnny Mathis? <laughs> I'm sure. I've you heard do, the name, do. and I'm sure Stop. I've heard the music. I just don't like. Especially at Christmas, because they play a lot of his All songs. All Christmas, Christmas songs. Just hear those sleigh bells ringing, ting, ting, tingling too. <laughs> Come on, it's <laughs> lovely weather for. <laughs> okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hey, Ch hang on, Chad. Okay, stop. No, I can't. I know, but come on. It's uh, good stuff. Okay, first of all. <laughs> First of all, song. he has a different, wait, wait, he's got a different Jimmy, demographic. Jimmy, I'm so aware of that. But today you should be for everybody. Because that's what we're, be. no, that's what we're selling. We're selling the, the word today is everybody. That's no, not. Yes, anyway. it is. Black, white, <laughs> yellow, brown. That's different. That's no, different. No, it still is everybody. Let's include Seniors. I know, that. but seniors aren't going to buy his record. They don't Why even... not? I would buy But they will buy Let. <laughs> they will buy Let. No, they're going to buy no, everything. First I would of all, buy, I would buy your His album. demographic is going to be 13 to 35 people I know who go that, to clubs but, and like but, pop music and who watch MTV and watch the awards and watch the Billboard Awards. You know what? There's, an, there's enough people out there doing that. He's got to be all over no, the place. No, he doesn't. Nobody does I bet you his piano song would make me buy his album quicker than the song that just played. I know, but you're not his client. I, I know that, but wouldn't it be nice to get the old bags? Oh, well, he's going to get them, too. He'll get it. Chad, you got it? You know, yes, money, sir. money has no age, babe. <laughs> yeah. The people in the chat room are going crazy. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. <laughs> They're not fighting. What I'm saying is today we, do, we have ageism, and I resent it. Because when I was young, I was very good to old people. I never treated old people disrespectfully. I included them in with us, even though they didn't know what they were talking about. They were demented. They had values that went back to prehistoric days. But we listened to them and we smiled and we made believe we listened to their advice. Today, they don't do that. Today, if you tell a young person something, they just walk away very rudely and make a, a sarcastic but remark. Chaz would never do that. Of course not. <laughs> he wouldn't. He, I got news. He's a gentleman. He's Absolutely. a nice guy. Hold on, hold on. Chad, you got let? Yes, sir. Chad, introduce it. We're not going to play the whole song because I want to talk about gonna, the album a little bit. This song, I'm going to faint over. I know it because he's got a gorgeous voice. I love his voice. Okay. Chad, you so, Chad, you introduce it. So, guys, this is Let, the piano ballad or the bonus track from my album. So, not song. There we go. Go ahead, Chad. 
a melody that is on my lips I'd serenade with a good intent As it reaches out to a far-off song It molds within a lonely lull And it goes like this As a star-crossed him so I let you go and I let you cry Let you leave this place, let you say goodbye Then I'll let the time, let it fly on by Let eternity not win this time Let the distance grow, don't let it show Let my arms open wide When you come back home, I won't let you go Let your heart be sure. All right, there you go. There's a little taste right there. There's a little taste of land, everybody, okay. on the Chaz nice. Robinson album, Chaz, coming out next Friday, and it's available for pre-order now uh, on iTunes. You sing like an actor, something they don't do today. Today, they sing a song with no emotion. They're flat. They just recite the words and go along with the music. You actually perform this song. You perform it. I could hear the, ooh, the, the, the breaking and the, and the pain and the whatever. And Actually, the what you're supposed to say Fabulous. is like you made me believe every word you were singing. Oh, That's what they hey, And, you know, I have to say I don't sing it if I don't believe it. Every, every song in this album is something that's personal to me that um, doesn't have a superficial meaning. So, like, you know, I, like, to me, like, all the music on the album, like, every day, like, any person can be like, oh, yeah, like, this is a breakup song, but... Um, I write in double entendre a lot, so like every single song in this album has a really deep meaning to me. Um, so not a single one of them will ever be, you know, without you know meaning behind it. So I'm going to ask the chat room, everybody in the chat room that's under fifty, would you buy this kind of music that he just sang in this lovely song? Uh, they're all asking like, when does it come out? Where do they see? Buy they want it the song already. No, I they, know what they did I'm that for the first about. song. They Pre-order the album. <laughs> yeah. They- Absolutely. So the album's coming out next week on Friday, and it's a mixture. It's got like some dance tracks. It's got a lot of pop hits. Very good. Um, smart, lots and lots. Smart actually, a lot, a lot of pop hits. Everybody's going to really like it. You can. Um, you got to remember, too, everybody, Chaz is an indie artist, so when you go on iTunes, don't just buy the one song you heard on the show. Download the whole album because indie artists need to make money to pay for all this stuff. And Chaz, you have a Broadway voice. You could do Broadway. Well, thank you. Um, I actually do some theater. Um, I'm classically trained, and I also am musical theater trained. Yeah, I can hear your voice. You have a great voice. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, I you got that. Oh, keep it clean. Don't, don't mask it up with all kinds of sounds. Keep it clean. You have a voice. You don't need the gimmick. You know, like some, so many singers today stink. They have gimmick. They go through 9,000 systems. They don't even sound like themselves. Filters, yeah. Filters, you know, when they send it to the world. You can always tell, though, that people are going to your show and you're singing like live because, you know, like I always say, and this has been something that I've said, and we've had all kinds of Grammy winners on the yep. show who sing ballads because I like ballads a lot also. And, uh, I love that And you song. can actually tell, you know, you can fake a dance song. You can yep. not really be able to sing and you can make a dance song sound pretty good, but you cannot fake a ballad, especially yep. like live when it's you, a microphone, and, and a and piano. And with a clean mic. You had a clean <laughs> mic there. You didn't have effects. Maybe you had a little uh, reverb or something, but that was a clean mic. That mic. Because I watched, I watched the video on YouTube, which we should tell everybody. You have a YouTube channel, right? Or no? Do you I have do. A, what's your YouTube channel? YouTube.com forward slash Chaz Robinson. 
Well, that's easy. Everything is. All right, you guys. So Chaz is also on uh, Twitter, and he's at underscore Chaz Robinson. And Chaz is just with one Z, so it's C-H-A-Z Robinson. Or you can find out everything that he's got going on by going to www.chazrobinson.com. And he's somebody to keep an eye on. Because he's going to be taking over. And also, you guys, listen. Well, He's really promoting Without You. If you've got a favorite radio station that you listen to, call him up and say, hey, are you guys playing Without You from Chaz Robinson? If you're not, you should be. We want to hear it. Yeah. And, and, uh, what was and the piano one it. called? Let. Let. Let what? It's called Let. <laughs> <laughs> let what? <laughs> what are you letting? I let mean, it play. I really <laughs> like it. I, I want to hear it. And why, why not send us your friggin' album? I have Don't it. be cheap. How do you mean you have it? You said you what didn't you, have it. What do you mean send it to you? He has it. <laughs> he said he didn't have it, the son of a bitch, when I, I said have, play I it. Don't, Don't let him lie to you. Like, no, he likes to play things on the <laughs> car, and I don't have it. I didn't you burn see, it. Chaz, let me tell you car. something. I have my own Academy Award standard. We, I have interviewed over 500 people on this show, okay? Mostly singers. I won't say who. But if you're in my car, you're good. If you don't make my car, here for you. So let me tell you, you're in my car. So when that we is like our own. That's Grammy the award. ultimate. I mean, I have, I have Wendy Moten in my car. Uh, Angie B. Angie, these are great Joya singers. Bruno. Gloria, uh, Joya Bruno. I have. Actually, in- he might know Joya Bruno. Have you ever heard of Expose? The group Expose. <laughs> Like they oh, were like familiar. Were you were you in jail like for a lot of years? Young. He's <laughs> no, like, I. In Japan for two. He's years. not that young. He said he. How old? Would I you was be? in there on a pretty serious uh, klepto charge from all those sticks that I saw from Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> nice, sweet. Yeah, God, I love it. That was good. I love it. He's got a good sense of humor. So tell me, who's in love with you? How many people? I'm sure he's got lots. Um. Well, according to my Facebook page, about ten thousand. <laughs> pick the oh, which what is wait, your wait, Facebook page? We should ri- tell pe- people. Pe- pick the richest one. We should tell the people. Richest one. Yeah. Um, so what's your Facebook page? Money, tell everybody what your tell everybody what your Facebook page is, so they can go like your page. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Chaz Robinson official. There we go. There you go. I have a Facebook page where I get the idiots. I had a guy that sent me a picture of his penis. Could you believe it? I mean, what am I <laughs> yeah. supposed to do with that picture? You <laughs> know, the season. But, it's a season. <laughs> yeah. I have an Arab chick from some country in Arabia who's crazy about me, wants to come here to marry me. A nut job. <laughs> I'm not lying. You got to see the weirdos I got that come on, on my uh, emails and stuff. They send me all kinds of stupid shit. I can only imagine. Okay. Well, so I mean, I, I'm 103. I have to I move mean, on. I, if I were young, I could see it. But at my age, they still want an old bag. I mean, come on. Jimmy's an idiot to go with the old bag. <laughs> but that's because Jimmy has bad eyesight. No, he doesn't. He can he see. Do, Jimmy, Jimmy doesn't see well. Everywhere we go, he gets hit on. So hold on. Let's go back. All right, everybody. So Jimmy, this is Chaz Jimmy Robinson. Tells me I'm gorgeous. I said, oh, really? Okay. So this is Chaz Robinson, everybody. He's got a brand new album called Chaz. It's coming out next Friday. Download it from every place you want. It's available for pre order now. Um, check him out on Twitter. It's underscore Chaz Robinson. Chaz is C H A Z Robinson, R O B I N S O N. Or check out his website, ChazRobinson.com. Uh, Request a new single without you. Download the whole album. We got to go because we got another guest. And coming. the bonus is this wonderful song he does called Let. Let. And that was pretty good. He remembered that. Yep. And all the songs on the album are great, everybody. We wish you all the luck with it. Also, thank you. If you're going to be in Orlando at Disney World on August, what are my dates? 18th and 25th. 
You can go and see Chaz and his fabulous dancers doing his performance of original songs and a few great covers, I'm sure, right? Yeah. And watch him skip rope and trip over his testicles. Oh, and go to Chaz. No, no. Go to YouTube.com and all his TV appearances that he's done lately promoting the new single because he does one of them where he does the jump rope thing and you will not even believe that somebody could even do that stuff. It's not even... It's murder on the penis when it's doing this. <laughs> <laughs> all right Chaz thank you so much for coming on the show thank you guys for having me Chaz thank you for your sense of humor and for being a sport and playing with us <laughs> anytime wish all the best in your career thank you I know that you're going places thank you so much you all righty and say hi to Chuck resume for 26 years old that's right say hi to Chuck we'll see you later <laughs> I will thank you guys take care later bye 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 that was awesome nice kid I wish him luck He's fabulous. So, you guys, we're going to have Katie McLean coming on in a minute. And she's got a, She's also a singer, and I want to play because we'll not have time to, to, to play any music while she's on. I want to actually play uh, this song that she did. And uh, she's got a, an album that's called, like, Blue Glitterfish, I think. And, and this is one of the songs off the album, and it's called Marriage Song. And she's a singer-songwriter. It's really cool. Chad, you got that? I do. Are we going to play through that entire track? No, let's just stop it at the end and not do the bonus part of it. Okay. So this is Marriage Song by our two-time Emmy Award-winning singer, uh, singer-actress Katie McLean, who's coming on in a few minutes. Woo! Hit it. Hit it, hit it, hit it, hit it. Hit it, hit it. Hit it. Hit I guess, it. hit it. I don't I guess there's it. a lot of space there. There you go. Oh, there we go. Gift seemed like a song 
when it was done it lingered on but now in winter is our kinship kissed with frost for though I lived with you and laughed with you and held you in my mind you're my father it's the lesson that I chose To love someone while they are gone Is truly love divine So our friendship like the stem is to the rose Now I'm dancing with a ghost I found inside an empty room Transported by the memories I keep For behind your eyes are lullabies With rhymes that stop too soon So I love you in my art and while I weep. I like that. Beautiful. Nice. So that's Katie McLean, everybody, and she's got an album called Blue Glitterfish, and she's married to John Lindstrom, everybody. Who we and love. You guys know we had him on the show. He was like one of our best shows ever. He's such a great, talented actor. And he has a band called the... Um, High Lonesome, and he sings the song called Mustang Thing, and it's a really... Oh, I uh, love that song. You know, you've never heard it? Yes, I know that song. How would you know it? Because it was done before. You're thinking Mustang Sally. You're thinking Mustang no, Sally. No, I'm thinking of Mustang Love. Huh, well, maybe it is a remake. Actually, Chad, you it's got that? Of love. It's only a two-minute song. Let's play the, it real yeah, quick. It's the remake of Mustang Lo uh, Muskrat Love. No. Not Muskrat. Mustang. Mustang thing. It's a super hardcore country, like twangy song. Which is the song Muskrat Love? Muskrat Love. That's why by um, Captain Antonio. Well, I, think. I couldn't stand Captain Antonio. <laughs> I think it's Captain Antonio. Yeah, supposedly Chad, he the, was gay. You got Mustang thing by the High Lonesome. There we go. Here we go. This is John Lindstrom's band. Everybody, is John singing. She's a rockin' little racked up and four on the floor She never pleads, she never begs, she never asks for more I love my car more than I love my girl Well, I love to cuddle up in her bucket seat She got a nasty little wiggle and I run in the street Headlights out to here and chrome all around Just a little button and a top come down
date if I could kiss her goodnight. I love my car more than I love my girl. Yes, I love my car more than I love my girl. Well, I love my car. everybody so that was john lindstrom's band and the name of the band is the high lonesome and the name of that song was mustang thang and chad sounded like you yeah chad you could do that you could do that song in a second chad all right didn't you think i liked it it sounded kind of like i don't know the beach boys meets the beatles with that harmonica it sounded like a beatles harmonica in there but then the guy comes and sings and just sounds all original so it's kind of a one of a kind. I like it. We used to call that shit kicking music. Fellas, I got your next guest coming in. All right. Coming on. I saw her picture. All right, everybody. We're waiting for our pictures to show up. John's got good taste. There we go. Oh, there we go. Hello, hello. How are you? Oh, good. How are you? Very good. good. All right, so now that I know that we can see you and hear you, I'm going to make our formal introductions that we'll use for the TV show. You look beautiful. Oh, thank you. All right. You ready? Ready. Yeah. Here we go. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show two-time Emmy winner, fabulous actress, writer, director, producer, and just gorgeous lady, Miss Katie McLean. Hello and welcome to the show. Yay. Thank you so much. <laughs> Before we get started, let me introduce you to everybody. First off, we've got our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi, darling. And, and beautiful, and I want you to give your husband a big hug from me. <laughs> I will. <laughs> husband is a fabulous guy. We flipped over him. He is just one of our favorite guests, and now I guess you're going to be also because water seeks its level. And <laughs> <laughs> we've got the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hey, Katie, we just listened to the marriage song. Beautiful voice, love it. Aww, she sounds like a teenager, so right? Angel, beautiful. Hey. You sound like a young girl, like 18 years old in that song. It's a beautiful song, great lyrics. You have a beautiful voice, very Broadway. Theater. Oh, you're a theater singer. You know that. What? <laughs> I loved it. You know, maybe in my dreams. <laughs> in real life, though, I, I stuck, stuck behind a guitar. I felt a little more confident there, you know? Oh, there's no modesty on this show. We have a chat room, we have a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. Oh, hello, chat room. There you go. Before now. we get into interviewing you, I have to ask you questions. Is John as nice to live with as he is to talk to on TV? <laughs> John is possibly the nicest human being I've ever met in my life. He is a genuinely integrous, good human being. We found uh, that out. That's How just me. You married? We've been married two years, and we've been dating for seven years. All right. and together for seven years. Yeah. I believe in testing the waters. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I, I woke up the other day and I was like, can you believe we've been together seven years? That's really hard to kind of wrap our, you know, my mind around. It's a really long time. But, um, I mean, it's not 30 years. I know some people have had, like, really, really, really long marriages. And I am, I am, I think that's something to aspire to. I really do. When, when the marriage works, the time just goes. The reason, yeah. I have to explain to you, I don't know if John did, 
But the reason why I was so taken aback by John was because of a film he did. And his, oh. and his good taste when he played a gay man. Mm -hmm. The film The Bench. He didn't mock us. He didn't make it out to be garbage. He didn't make us feel dirty, sinful, or what the world tries to do. And I was so sincerely grateful for that performance that he did. He was sensitive. He played it beautifully. He showed that he's a man with a soul. Yeah, that's and that's right. what sold me on him. And I tell everybody that I know that's gay to watch that film mm -hmm. because it's a beautiful story. It's a little movie, not a big deal, you know. But so was it's Mar called What Happens Next. What happens next? But so was Marlon Brando and On the Waterfront. That was a nothing little film, and look where it went. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think uh, also a lot of credit has to go to uh, Jay Arnold, who directed that film, because he also wrote it, and uh, Jay is a beautiful, proud gay man, and, you know, was, was a wonderful partner. Hang on one sec, Chad. Hey, yes, Chad. sir. What I hear, that? like, a lot of static. What yeah, is that? What, is it raining somewhere? I think that's just a connection. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Because we, we go through Florida. That's where our station is. Well, that's where yeah, she knows. Okay. I just, every once in a while, I keep hearing something. But that's Now okay. let's hear about you, my multi-talented friend. And also, <laughs> that I was very involved with the Palm Springs uh, Film Festival. Oh. Yeah. I know many people there. You know Bob, of course, who runs the, what do you call it, picture signing thing at the convention center. Mm -hmm. um, you 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 did you you did something with the Palm Springs Film Festival, right? Like back in two thousand and one or two or three. I did the um, was it the Palm? It was an international film festival that we did it down in Florida. Oh, uh, and, and and I would be involved with because I think I know you. I know no, your name <laughs> is familiar to me. I was very involved with. I brought Jane Russell to the International Film Festival in Florida. We show gentlemen prefer blondes because Jane. Uh -huh. Good, my dear friend. Um, so I know that whole crew. Ah, oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it was a long time ago. I think it was two thousand two, and uh, Michael Jackson was there, which was really crazy. And my friend actually, some people took her over, and they were like, "She might, she wants to dance with you, Michael." And she was mortified. And uh, he was very sweet. He was a gentleman to her, and lots of cool people were there. It was it was a neat experience. Yeah. And you also with women in film. I am. I am a member of Women in Film, um, something called WIMPS, which is a very unusual name for a women's organization, but it's Women uh, in Motion Picture Social, um, AWD, which is the Alliance of Women Directors, right. and um, Film Independent. Uh, really gotten into the uh, groups that are organizing around women and film and um, women making film and being both in front of and behind the camera. It's pretty exciting. A lot of stuff going on out here in L.A. in that regard. Do you, do you know Ileana Douglas? I know of her. I don't know her personally. Yeah, she's no people who know her. She's supposed to be very cool. She was we had her on the show. She, she was, was fabulous. At <laughs> uh, Christmas, we had her on. She's all about a women director. Which we're going to talk about your documentary that you're well, doing I'm in setting, a minute. I'm, but setting, not yet. I'm setting her up. I know. I want to go back to the older stuff. you can take it over. I want to do stuff first. But I'm setting her up right now. People know will know why we're so impressed with you. Not only that you're beautiful and you're married to John, but you have grown. That you have two you know, Emmys. You're not, no, no. you're not Mrs. Lee. I'm going to do some of the accolades. I like to do that. So she's wait, a wait, save it. Save no, no, five-time Emmy nominee, two-time Emmy winner. She was on All My Children, As the World Turns, and Young and the Restless, which were both like my mom's favorite shows, so like I knew them. 
And she has her own show that she writes and stars in called Susie F. and Homemaker, which I want to talk about because I don't know what that is, but I just exactly know what that is. But I think that sounds hilarious. He told me not to say it to see if you would say the fuck yeah, word or say, not. Say, <laughs> you know, he, he doesn't. I've been interviewing for 100 years. He's got to learn how to say it. No, because I, I don't want her to bring it up. No, wish I, no tell us what that is. Wait, What's I wanted to leave it up to her to say whatever she wanted about Well, on the IMDb, they don't like say fucking. They take the little number sign into where the oh. U is, so they don't well, actually. I sometimes use the number sign, like a, or a little star sign where the U is. I, yeah, I do that. And I try to bleep it out. Every once in a while, I, try, I forget. And one I forget kind about of it. So, so, well, tell, us, like, tell, us what that is. tell us what it is, because you wrote it and uh, you're in I, it's a total riff. I, I improv every single one, I, 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 um, and I edit every single one. So really what it is, it's this, this character that came out of me one time when I was doing dishes, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so domestic. And <laughs> I mean, I'm so domestic. I'm like, baby. Um, but, uh, and I thought, oh, gosh, that's kind of funny, you know, uh, I'm like Susie Homemaker, Susie Homemaker, I live in New York, and like, God, oh, what does Susie look like? Oh, she had got these glasses, and she's like a 50, so this old 50-year-old New Yorker basically lives inside of me, and every once in a while, <laughs> maybe she's a little, maybe she's, you know, she's always kind of fudging her age, I'm sure. Oh, wait, and, you're not 50. Uh, you're not what's 50. that? You're not 50. <laughs> No, but I'm getting there. <laughs> Don't look 50. I'm getting there. Oh. Very close. Um, oops. But, uh, yeah, so so I would just sit in front of the camera, and when I first started, I would pour myself a very healthy martini, and uh, I would just say things that I felt like in the character I could say that I wouldn't say as myself. And, um, and it just became really fun. And... Uh, then I got started getting a lot of attention for it, and I was like, oh, 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 maybe I should back off. This is too much. I just wanted to do this for fun. But people keep egging me on, do more, do more. So I think Susie has to come out more and, uh, and, and have her say. How do people, uh, people see Susie F. and Homemaker? Uh, I usually um, just put her up on YouTube. You know, uh, she has a YouTube channel, uh, and, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff to see there. And... You know, or I'll put it up on my Facebook page so people can follow. Any new video I do, I'll always put also on Twitter and Facebook for sure. So it's titled Susie Fucking Homemaker. <laughs> yes, that's the title. That's, that's the title. What are we going to be like, little girls and go, <laughs> Effie, Effie? I mean, everybody uses fucking the world today. I mean, that's the, that's, that's right. like, doesn't mean a damn thing anymore. In my day, if you said that on television, they'd shut down the station, arrest you, and shoot you. <laughs> today, oh you know, iHeartRadio always complains that I use the F word too much on this show. But I stopped using it, and our fans didn't like it. They like it when we're normal and like everybody else. You know, yeah. if you hit yourself in the hand with a hammer and you go, oh, gosh, darn heck. Also, we're not just saying it. That doesn't work. Am I right? Well, like, you know, I, had, uh, I have a friend that I've had since uh, kindergarten, and her mom... Um, only never swore. They were very, very um, strict about not swearing, and she would say "sugarfoot." That was as bad as it got. My mom, <laughs> my mother, everything under the sun gave flipped truckers the bird. I mean, she yeah, that, was. That, that would be us too. <laughs> my, my mother, my mother, when I was really bad as a kid. I mean, teenager would come after me, and she'd say half of the word, "You rotten mother." And she wouldn't finish it because she was a lady, okay, in her mind. So mm -hmm. one time she called me a prick. 
And I said, I'm not, uh, I said, if I'm a prick, you're a prick in a hole, meaning a whole prick, not a prick in a hole. <laughs> she beat me, Mercy. <laughs> she beat me like you wouldn't believe. I, 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 I do believe it because I said pshaw to my mother one time, and she thought I said piss off. Piss off, you did. Smacked the hell out of me. Smacked the hell out of me. Um, just like, no, you don't swear at your mom. That's just not what you do. Well, you gotta my get it. My mother was from Hell's Kitchen, Ninth Avenue, New York. So that was one tough broad. I used to call her George Raft. If you know who George Raft was, <laughs> my mother's behavior was like George yeah, Raft. Hilarious. You Is dirty rat, Reggie Robinson. She'd say to me, "You dirty rat! What did you do? You wrapped your old man's car up. He's gonna kill you when you get home." Oh my God! And I tell my father, Pop. We had these two girls, and he'd say, I understand, it's okay. He didn't mind, as long as you had girls in the car, which wasn't oh true. My God, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Listen to him. That's so, father wants a stud for a son, except I wasn't a stud. I had you guys. write a book. you got to write a book. So before I we talk, we're going there. Yeah, he's, he's working on that. So before we go into, like, your new, your new uh, documentary and your book and some of these things, I want to go back a little bit into your IMDb. Your first credit on IMDb was uh, my favorite year. Working with, with my dear Tool, friend. Bill Macy, Laney Kazan. We watch that show. Every time it comes on, we watch it. Because I love Laney. Laney's my buddy. Say good things about Laney because a lot of people don't. <laughs> Fortunately, I didn't get to meet and work with Lainey, uh, although she was obviously in the film, um, and, and she's a great talent, a great talent. And, um, but I was uh, just working with Peter O'Toole. Uh, I was Peter O'Toole's daughter, um, okay. and uh, we just had uh, one little scene um, that was very touching and uh, a very beautiful moment and an, a beautiful introduction for me into the world of Hollywood filmmaking because it was so interesting to witness how much uh, love the filmmakers, the crew, um, had for the process, uh, for the history of film and television, and also, you know, deep, deep respect for Peter O'Toole and, and his process, who, which was included getting drunk in his trailer <laughs> before he came out <laughs> to shoot the film. performance um, better because he was drunk throughout the film. <laughs> He played a drunkard, don't I you mean, remember? He was always loaded. He was doing his method best. Yeah. I don't know. Those fellows in the, from, the, from that era, I mean, Richard Burton. Drunk. And Lawrence Olivier. They, they had, must have had iron, livers, and, you know, and lungs, for God's sake. They were, they were just a really unique, uh, it was a unique generation. And, I asked, uh, I asked Jane, Jane Russell was my dearest and best friend. We hung out for years together. So she was like my mother, sister, and buddy. And I said to Jane Russell, because she was an alcoholic that went on the wagon and stayed on the wagon. She went on the wagon at 78 years old. So that was an old timer. I said, Jane, what, why, what made you drink? You know, she said, everybody did in those days. Everybody drank. Yeah. Everybody was yeah. drunk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I guess alcohol then was what the drugs are today. Oh, yeah. Jane said something else that I want to sent out to the Jane Russell fans. Whenever Jane and I went out with a group of people and it was like 11 o'clock, Jane would look at me and she'd say, Ron, enough whoring, let's go home. So <laughs> I'd say, where did that come from? She said, and then she gave me these names of all these great 1940s stars, these beautiful girls that she hung out with. 
uh, like like the one that just died. What's the name? De Haven. Gloria De Haven was one oh. of pals. All yeah. of them were pals. Oh, and they man. would go out stalking men, soldiers and sailors. And that's what Jane said. We used to say to each other when we got tired of dancing, we'd say, "Okay, girls, enough whoring. Let's go home." So I just got a kick out of it, because you don't think people in those days said those things. Oh yeah, I think they were much raunchier for sure. Oh please, you know? But there was this veneer, you know, which I kind of missed, to be honest with you. Um, there was some article, I think, that came out in the Daily News or the Post that said, like, you know, please, people, like, dress up, at least when you go to the theater, you know. Yes. Don't wear your cargo shorts and your T-shirt to the theater, you know. Show some sense of decorum or, Absolutely. you know, what you're about to experience is you're, you're going to see some art. It's not just... Uh, cabaret entertainment or the circus, you know, which is not, not going to the circus. It's, uh, don't so, bring popcorn either. Yeah, I, I hope that our culture will sort of swing back just a little bit in that direction, you know. Uh, Absolutely. Bring back a little bit of that decorum. I think we've pretty swung pretty far out, you know what I mean? Way out. Well, in my opinion, black people are the best dressers today. They dress they're wearing spectator shoes, tr creased slacks, jackets. I mean, the men look fabulous. Not the young ones. The young jerks still look weird. But the older <laughs> ones, the older guys. He doesn't like it when the underwear's hanging out of the pants. No, I don't want to see the crack of his ass. I really don't want to walk in the mall and see some fat broad with a tattoo in the crack of her ass. I don't need to see that. It's not attractive. You know, don't do it. But black men and the women, we have so many black entertainer friends like Angie B. Angie, my God, how she dresses. And uh, Wendy Moten. I mean, these girls are wearing hats and gloves and gowns. I mean, they it's look... like the days of old. They look wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I said, why don't the white people imitate that? Not the other with the hood kids with the hood and the asses hanging out. <laughs> look at these gorgeous people, how they're dressing. And I think black people who bring fashion to the world are going to bring back beautiful clothing. Well, from your lips, I That's hope so. That would be wonderful. I, I, love, I love hats. I collect hats. Dang. I have a hat collection from New Orleans, and whenever I wear them, people look at me like I'm so bizarre. But, I mean, they've got feathers and all kinds of plumes, and they make me feel fabulous. I just love it. Oh, so, you just have to be more brave, you know? Women look beautiful in hats. I'm a great believer in a hat. It gives you place and style and a great look. So okay, so so first of all, I, I wanted to bring up my favorite year because, like, what a great first credit, though. Love like, that movie. I mean, you're working with, with uh, Peter O'Toole. He's, like, a legend. He's, in, like, an icon, and here's your first film, and you get to play his daughter, and it doesn't matter how long the scene is. It's freaking Peter O'Toole, you know? Nowadays, that's like working with George Clooney or something. I don't know, like somebody really huge, and so it's fantastic. Yeah, but now when I see the film for the thousandth time, I'll look at you, and I'll say, there she is. <laughs> You also yeah. could be Who Will Love My Children with Ann Margaret, which I know who Ann Margaret is, but I don't really know her. Like, do you know Ann Margaret? I've met Ann Margaret. I met her in Las Vegas when ah. she wasn't performing. And um, what do I think of Ann Margaret? Totally involved with self. <laughs> Didn't give a shit who was around. Posed. I mean, and I was with some very important Brooklyn Mafia people who <laughs> grew up with. No, I, I grew up in Brooklyn, so I, I had some very important people. Big shot. I won't name them, but big names. And she was just totally above it all. She just was very much involved with herself. I'm going to watch the movie now because, like, it had Soleil Moon Fry and Tracy Gold, which those are kind of like icons of my generation, like, growing totally. up. You know, totally. 
interesting thing though about Anne Margaret is she did come from a generation where reserve, I think, was um, required to some degree from powerful and beautiful women because I think a lot of people were, you know, wanting something from her. Um, she was nothing but gracious to us, especially because we were all children. And she's gracious, she, she, just and like just like Raquel Welch. That's warm, a warm, warm. gracious. Raquel Welch does a wonderful hello, how are you, and then she's in the mirror or she's another world. You know, looking at the lighting to make sure that she's got the bulbs going right in the toilet. But I mean, these people are so involved with their beauty because that's all they really had was beauty in the way of talent. Margaret could sing and dance. She was an excellent dancer. Uh, I, just, I would take exception to that. I, I respectfully disagree. I think Anne Margaret was, is a great actor. She won an Emmy for that role, by the way. Right. You know, but you know. she was not a Betty Davis or a Joan Crawford of the time, which was considered actors. No. Uh, Raquel no. Welch doesn't do anything. I mean, I don't dislike these girls. They were very nice, but they weren't like you. Or, and they weren't like Fran Drescher or other people of today that really embrace you when they meet you and they make you feel happy and they make you, they, they show you that they appreciate your appreciating them. Mm -hmm. There's a lot yeah. of that. Like Betty Some Davis. Some people are just better with that. Some people are just better. Like, no, no, no. It's, it, it's what they taught them. Betty Davis, who I knew and the story I tell all the time, was with me at a restaurant, and when the restaurant people realized who she was, they all ran over to get her autograph, and they said, Miss Davis, we love you, we adore you, and all she said was, of course you do, of course you do, of course you do, and I just sat there saying to myself, what balls this bitch has got, these people are carrying on, these fairies, they're all gay guys at La Moustache, and they're screaming, Betty Davis, oh, 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 like she was God, and she's saying, but of course you do, of course you do. Well, you know, she must have been taking the piss. She was, like, giving him a little bit of a, you know. Well, she had that kind of humor. Betty Davis was had the dirtiest mouth in the world. She could knock him back like nobody else could. And she was funny. She mm -hmm. was far from the drama elegant queen on film. Mm -hmm. In real life, I mean, she, the, she came into, the, we had a shop at the time on Robertson Boulevard, wallpaper salon. And in those days, they did the toilet seat, the same as the wallpaper. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh my God! And she came into our shop, and she was hilarious. What she carried on about the wallpaper on the toilet seat. She's just a funny lady. I don't remember. All right, hold on. I gotta move forward. Go, go, I think go, I lost go, go. to cover here. <laughs> Eighteen minutes left, and I have lots of good stuff to cover. So first of all, um, before we're gonna go into your, to, first we're gonna talk about Venice a little bit. I have to talk about Venice because it's because of Venice um, that I was introduced to you and how fabulous you are. And we didn't know you were John's wife. Yeah, because I didn't know you were John's wife then. I just knew you were a great talent, and the Venice people love you. And so yeah, you're in you're in the newest season, or you're gonna be in the newest season. Which season are you in in Venice? First of all, uh, season five, um, okay. I'm playing uh, Logan, and I took over for uh, Judy, and uh, who was just just super amazing in the role. But um, for some reason or other, I think she had some family obligations, um, so she couldn't do it. Um, and uh, uh, then they asked. I also was interested in directing, and it turned out that there was an opening, and so I ended up directing um, four of the six days, uh, uh, both indoor and in the or outdoor and in the studio. And I just I could not have had um, a better time. It was so wonderful. Um, Crystal, of course, deserves all praise. She has done an incredible job uh, creating this series, writing it. 
um, following uh, and connecting with the fans and um, you know giving the fans you know a wonderful wonderful story that's very meaningful to them so I'm I've just tried really hard to um, do my best to 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 continue to add my magic to her magic and um, you're, you're doing fabulous so everybody this you directed before hmm? had you directed before Yes, I've done two short films. Um, one's called Foot Fantasia that played at the Macon Film Festival, and one called uh, The World of Albert Fa, which uh, played at Soho and LA Film Fest, and won a Best Comedy Drama Short at the Ohio Indie Fest. And, um, you know, my goal with those two shorts was uh, really to experiment as an artist and to find out what my vision was by shooting and by writing and directing and producing. I really just wanted to throw myself into the medium and see if I if I could do it and if I liked it. And of course, I did a lot. Super, super fun. And um, it's really like if it, it uses every single tiny talent that I have, painting, writing, music, uh, acting, um, communicating with people, with teaching. Do you and John discuss things? Yes, we do. I mean, does, but is, does he tell you what he thinks you should do with the scene, or you tell him what he should do with a part, a character? Do you share, or do you kill each other? No, we're very respectful of one another. It really started, I think, back in 2011. Um, John mentioned uh, that he really wanted to uh, direct this film called How We Got Away With It. It was a script that a couple of fellows he knew and himself had been working on for some time, and. I, I'm really the kind of person that's like, if somebody tells me their dream, I'm like, let's do it, you know, <laughs> let's do it, let's not be afraid, let's just do it, do it, do it. So I kind of uh, was was able to support him through that, and then I ended up taking on a associate producer role because, you know, filmmaking, uh, making a full film, or even making a short film, it's a massive process and requires enormous collaboration, so... An exhaust. Um, it's a great film too, you guys. Like I watched it. I downloaded it on iTunes. It's how to get away with it. John plays the sheriff uh, or a police officer. I don't know if it's a sheriff or not, but it was. A, it's, right. a, it's a really good film, and the setting is absolutely beautiful. That's right. Um, also, I, was, I forgot what I was going to ask. Senior moment. Senior. That's moment. okay. I want to go back. So real quick. Uh, oh wait, but that's the question. Are you in one of those incredible Spanish homes? No. <laughs> I love them. No. They're gorgeous. I love we're, we're, you know, I guess it's a craftsman, you know, it's sort of a Oh, process. so you're a craftsman. Okay, they're good, too. So you're more modern than you are provincial. Uh, I try to be, <laughs> whenever I, possible. I mean, furnishings. Your taste in furnishings are more modern. Fans like to hear this stuff. They want to know what... I ask the personal stuff, because fans like that. I they call this the little house that Ikea built. <laughs> yeah. I, I we go to that. Ikea all the time. Yeah. I love their meatballs. <laughs> yeah, we love the meatballs. Yes, <laughs> we love the meatballs too. We love the meatballs. So they make great ketchup dog food too, just FYI. If you're out of dog food, the meatballs work. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go back real quick. So Venice is a series, everybody, because I uh, because it, because of Venice, we actually met Katie. Yep. And um, yep, um, so we dog. just want to give a quick shout out to Chris, Karen Pike, and Julie Sanders from Twitter because they like referenced you, and everybody knows it's Crystal Chappelle's uh, web series. It's won a bunch of Emmys. The we first love two, her. By the the first two seasons are on YouTube. Season three and four are on Vimeo, I think. And the next season, which you are involved with, will be coming out sometime. They're working on it all now. So we want to just thank all of them and just say hi to all the Venice fans. 
Hey, hello. Thank you for allowing me to come into your amazing Venice Nation. I'm so grateful. I think you're incredible. I'm so proud and pleased to be a part of the show. So thank you for your warm and very kind uh, embrace and support. There you go. Tell, tell, me the, wait, oh. tell me the truth. You have to answer this truthfully or I'll be mad. Did John say to you, oh, you're going on this show? Watch out for the old one. He's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he said, oh, my God, there's so much fun. You're going to have such a good time. And we did. And he's a sweetheart. You're such a lucky girl. And he's a lucky boy because you make a very beautiful couple, a very warm couple and a very kind couple, an interesting couple. So what I'm going to say is if ever you come through Palm Springs, I'll give you my private number. Come to the house. I'll cook an Italian meal for you. Uh -huh. Crystal is coming. Oh, sweet. Have you come she, when Crystal comes? She wants to hang Don out Marie with us. Marie Jones is coming. We're like, we're like we we'll, we'll, we'll so put many, a big party together. I, always I love it. My house is always filled with celebrities. We sing at the piano, Lainey Kazan, everybody. My, uh, house is like, my house is like Hollywood Review. I love it. And we have a lot of fun. I cook up a storm and we all sit around on the floor. We eat with the fire going. And who wants to sing, dance, talk, recite, can. We just don't strip. <laughs> Because we have a good friend of ours, a pinky, who, what's her name, Frenchie. Frenchie thinks nothing of coming and taking her clothes off and going in the pool when the house is filled with people. She ah. Didn't. Heard of Frenchie? No. Uh, uh, I have not, but I very much appreciate yeah. performance art. I, I wouldn't bother me at all. I, I, I love, you know, exhibitionists. Yeah, but your husband would enjoy her. She's built like a, you know, everything is plastic. Her face, her, no, she tells you. Her nose, her lips, her chest is like. We even saw, we were watching the TV one night and <laughs> on that show about the bad, bad. Bad facelifts and bad. I forgot what it's plastic called. Plastic surgery. It's a bad, bad plastic surgery show. I know, and she was I like, know. Well, yeah, I, which one you mean? She walks in and she goes. Hi, bitches! It's Frenchie, and she has a song called "Hi, bitches! It's Frenchie." You know, <laughs> she's ha she has a she has a fake ass, fake boobs, fake. She but she's fun. Ribs taken out. She's a platinum. But she wants to look like a Barbie doll. And anywhere she is, she'll take her clothes and off. And TMZ follows her around everywhere because she takes her clothes off. <laughs> she came on our show. She came on our show, and I said, Jimmy, she's going to take her top off, and they're going to edit that. <laughs> well, hey, hang on. We've only. She's not an actress. She's a reality star. Like she's been in reality TV, so she's not really like an actress. And I got actress. news for you. John would enjoy her going in the pool. No, he wouldn't. He's like he likes elegant women. Yeah, but all, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Guys like to marry elegant women, but they love to look at trashy women. <laughs> all right. So I want to move forward. We have nine minutes. You have a documentary you're working on. It's called Seeing Is Believing. Women direct. And I have to say, like I went on IMDb and looked at it, and I'm a huge, huge, huge Leslie Hope fan. She's like such. She is so fabulous and Finola Hughes, just because like I was a General Hospital fan. But I was looking at all the different people that are a part of your documentary. You've got great, great talent there. Tell us a little bit about the documentary. Well, it was interesting. the The whole sort of reason I started doing it was because I knew that it was really hard for women who were directors. There were just so few of them, and there was just. It seemed like it was going to be a really difficult uh, profession to do. But deep down in my heart, uh, back when I was in my twenties. I started studying directing and it was something I just thought was so much fun as an art form and um, my mother begged me not to do it because she in her experience you know she just didn't think women were you know had so much opportunity in those sort of positions of leadership so I thought you know maybe I just need to talk to some of these women and hear what they have to say and uh, as I began to have these sort of conversations with women on, on film um, 
it just blew my mind how innovative, uh, intelligent, uh, proactive, um, uh, insightful uh, they were, and not to mention, um, you know, able and talented as directors. Um, and I thought, my God, I, I have to get this out. I have to, you know, somehow or other boil down this information and give it back and get it out there in the world so that more women can not experience what I did, which was discouragement, but be encouraged to know that their voices are wanted, that there's a place for them, that they, they can uh, find a way to make a living uh, doing this, and um, to, to make them feel like there's more possibility. I, 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 that's really the, the goal of the whole You know who you could thank for all of this. You know who you could thank. Ida Lupino. Ida yes. Lupino was the first woman director to have the balls to go up to the big guys in, in all the studios and say, I want to direct a film. They laughed at her. They said, oh, go on, go back in the makeup room. You know, go on. You're going to be doing a movie with Humphrey Bogart. Cool it. And she fought them. She said, I will kill my contract. I will do whatever it is. Oh, yeah. She was with Warner Brothers. She was at war. And they finally gave her, all right, shut Lupino up. Give her a film. She did such a great job, they never shut her up again. She went into playing the four-star playhouse where she was directing that on television for years. So Ida Lupino was absolutely the, the, the warrior that got all of the girls directing. So so when will your documentary, are, are you like still shooting it? Are you in editing it? Where When are people going to get to see this fabulous documentary? You know, I'm continuing to interview women because I really need to make sure that I, I have a full representation of the wide range of, of, of types of women that do do this because I really want some uh, a girl in all, all parts of the world, if possible, of all sexual preferences, of all ages, to be able to say, look, that's me, when they see one of the women talking. Yeah. To identify, because that's so much about how we feel like there's possibility when we see someone that we look at and that they they look like us in some, or they sound like us, or there's some something about them that is like us, and that gives us sort of like the cracks open that door of permission to some, on some degree. Um, so I'm continuing to shoot, and I'm continuing to work on the structure of the piece in, in editing and uh, and that sort of thing. So, so when it's finished, progress. And when it's Don't finished, you you're just going to like send me a message and then we'll bring you back on and try and promote it to get you like... Oh, uh, that would be fantastic. Thank you. Don't, I would don't you hate that. editing? I love editing. I hate it. I edit this show sometimes and I hate it. Oh, I can't stand I like it. it. Yeah, to me, I know. I think it's it's actually one of the most fun parts of it. It's, sometimes it can be very frustrating. I totally well, hear that. Well, and, and difficult. Uh, it takes an enormous amount of patience. So I have great respect for great editors. They, they, you know, oof, I really appreciate what they do. But it is also fun if you can get into that head of like it's yeah. like stitching pieces together. You know, I'm a Gemini. Gemini's have no patience. I know, but you're putting because you have a, you know, you have a zillions and zillions of interviews, and you have to put them all together. So it's a little bit different because we don't. It's not like we have five cameras rolling and you have to put it all together. It's not that. Right. I'm you know, gonna, ours is not exciting. Yours would be exciting. I, I'm going to edit this show we're doing now with you. I'll be editing that. But there's nothing I really would cut out. I like everything. It's smoothly. <laughs> no, it's gone very smoothly. Sometimes we have guests that are wonderful in person. But to get an interview out of them, you could kill yourself. Mm -hmm. I interviewed Cliff Robertson, okay? Mm -hmm. And I was so excited. All he did was, oh, yep, nope, 
Yep. Nope. I wanted to slit <laughs> my wrists. I couldn't deal with it. So you know what I said? That's I heard, a cowboy. Wait, I said, I heard your wife was a bitch. <gasps> yeah. She's really not. She's very sweet and lovely. You know, post-serial, Dina Merrill. He said, well, she's really not. I said, well, she always plays bitches. He said, well, that's called acting. So I got him to open up, but it took a time bomb to do it. Wow. And I, I, after the show, I told him, you weren't very responsive. He said, I'm not good at interviews. Okay, hold on, guys. We've got three minutes, and I've got two more quick topics. But you're good. You're like your husband. Number one. Excellent interview. You just, did, you just voiced your first audiobook in character. Is that the one called The Girls? The Girls by Emma Klein. Yes, through Penguin Random House. It is a terrific book. I won an award for it. Hang on. I have my little award here. I won the uh, audio earphones. Where are the... Uh, there it is. Excellence Audiophiles Earphones Award. Yay, congratulations. <laughs> so everybody have to get, has to get the girls. You guys download it. You can listen to you in character. The second thing is you actually have a memoir. called. I do. It's called Murdering My Youth, and you can get it on Amazon. Um, it's like getting rave reviews. Like I, I've been watching Twitter people, again, the Venice people who are big fans, are all tweeting me like, you have to read her book. We just read it. It's fantastic, so everybody needs to get it. And oh, it's, it's on Amazon, and it's got all good reviews on Amazon, which a lot of books don't have. Yeah, people have been very supportive. Uh, I really, really tried to think about uh, the reader when I was writing it. I tried to be very clear and also to give breaks so there's a lot of humor in the book. And, um, you know, the aim was to, to give as much insight as possible because we all go through tough times. You know, everybody has their story, and everybody has something that they have to overcome. So, um you know, I have great respect for that. Uh, but the goal, I think, for all of us really is to try to make sure that we do overcome those and not be held back by the past, you know, because you don't, you don't have to identify as our past. Shouldn't be a melodrama either where it's too much. You've got to go up and down. I find in writing there's humor in tragedy. And if you could find the humor in the tragedy, the book sells. Unless you're getting morbid people who want to read crap like that, you know, horrible, bad luck brothers. <laughs> But I actually just but your career shows how you've overcome it. Well, she's an outstanding person. I want to ask another question. Well, our fans want another in the chat room. How did you meet Handsome John? John and I first met uh, in I think it was 2001 on the set of All My Children. He came there as a visiting director. He was starting to direct uh, segments of um, various episodes of different soap operas. He was in the uh, being supported by ABC, and um, I just saw him, and he saw me, and we kind of kind of went, oh, "Who are you? Who are you?" Let's chat. You're cute. You're like you. Sure. Oh, like there. <laughs> and then, um, believe it or not, Fanola Hughes broke between us and she was like oh I have to talk to John oh excuse me blah 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 and then he went off and I didn't see him again until um, I think it was 2009 when he came to work on As the World Turns and uh, we were both with other people and we became really good friends we played divorcees on that show and we just became great great friends and at a certain point we both uh, liberated ourselves from our relationship, respective relationships and so we were free and we thought well you know I think there should be more here it's there's something that I've always been looking for is the great friend where the romance grows out of that as opposed to the romance and then you try to be friends you know 
You got to love it. All right, hold on. We have to stop because we're out of time. Like, they're going to kill us. Anyway, you're a great couple. Hang on. Hold on, everybody. So listen up, everybody. Yes, you are a great couple. We love John. We think you guys are both fabulous. Follow Katie McClain on Twitter. And we love you, too, now. At Katie McClain, you guys on Twitter. Check out her website. It's www.katiemcclain.com. If you want to get great music, go buy Blue Glitterfish on iTunes. Um, She's got a bunch of songs up there. And look out for Venice... Uh, series five, season five coming out, and her new uh, documentary will come out sometime. We'll keep you posted at Seeing Is Believing Women Direct. We want to thank you so much for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. You're fabulous. And anytime you want to promote anything, come back. We'll bring you back. Uh, in. Okay. It's so fun Hug- to talk to you guys. I love your stories. Bye. Bye. Katie. Bye. Bye. She really is beautiful. Yeah, she's fabulous. All right, everybody. Sorry we went over a minute, but we uh, had a great guest, everybody. Please, please uh, tune in next week. we got a great show with Sharon Leah, and also we've got uh, Chad Michael Collins coming on. It's going to be a great show. Chad, thank you. Always love the clothes of Jimmy. Bitch, punk, yo, what I wanna be? Jimmy Star, new celebrity.